You can find inspiring stories almost anywhere. For instance, check out the co-founders of Girls Who Do Interiors. This Miami-based design company was started by three friends when they were still in school. And right from the start, they turned to Chase for Business for everything from banking and payment acceptance to credit cards. And they handle them all in one place with the Chase mobile app. It's so important to have that kind of help when you're just starting out. Learn more at chaseforbusiness.com. Make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank N.A. member FDIC. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey everyone, Maya here. As we've learned on this show, money has a way of complicating just about everything. And even though it touches every aspect of our lives, it can still be incredibly tricky and uncomfortable to talk about. That's why I love This Is Uncomfortable, a podcast from Marketplace about life and how money messes with it. And I'm so excited to hear their new season. Host Rima Reis digs into stories about the surprising ways money shapes our relationships, identities, and the choices we make. From a story about a bridesmaid who took her best friend to small claims court to a man that fled the country to escape his student loans, This is Uncomfortable gets all up in people's financial business. Today, I want to share part of their new episode, The Price of Eggs. If you enjoy this clip, you can find the full episode and the new season of This is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts. Ashley Griffin grew up in a big family where making ends meet was a struggle. Sometimes her dad would even sell plasma around the holidays when things got tight. So when Ashley saw a flyer on her college campus advertising up to $10,000 for egg donation, she was immediately intrigued. By the way, even though it's called egg donation, it's a bit of a misnomer. Donors very much get paid. Step one was filling out an application to sell her eggs. Ashley lived in Washington and decided to look out of state to California. She'd learned that fertility clinics there tend to pay more. Can you walk me through the application process? Like, what kinds of questions? Yeah, it's did like they ask the you? worst dating profile. <laughs> it's it's so intense. There are the simple questions: How old are you? What color are your eyes? Do you understand that this is a medical procedure? 
And then the more thorough questions. Her medical history, her family's medical history, her grades in high school. They wanted to know whether she was athletic, did drugs, was on birth control. What do you like to do for fun? What are your goals with school? What was your childhood like? What? Tell me about the relationships with each of your siblings. What would you want to communicate to any future offspring? Well, it sounds like in answering these questions, you're selling yourself. 100%. Still, she snuck in a few comments about her values. She didn't want children born of her eggs to be spanked, and it was important that prospective parents were accepting of all sexualities. This time in Ashley's life felt so full of possibility. She was studying English and linguistics with the hopes of becoming a teacher. She also dreamed of eventually becoming a parent herself. She just didn't want to start that journey with student loans. It was hugely weighing on my mind that I shouldn't have kids unless I could afford it. So it felt like here's a chance to help somebody else have a family and make it so maybe I can someday have a family. Selling her eggs would open all those doors for her. Ashley remembers when she heard back from the clinic. She'd been couch surfing and working at an elementary school between semesters. She was standing on the playground waiting for her shift to start when she got the email. They told her she'd been accepted into the egg bank program, and they wanted her to donate eggs twice. And she'd get $8,000 each time. $8,000? I could... I wonder if my sister could go to college if she wanted to. I wonder Mm. if, like, okay, I could take out fewer student loans, or I could still take out student loans and then have $8,000. The whole shift was a blur. Ashley started daydreaming of all the possibilities. And then it dawned on me partway through work, I pulled my phone out again to check. I was like, oh my gosh, they said for two cycles, that's $16,000. Like, that was like an unbelievable amount of money to me. She wouldn't have to worry about being a burden on her family or whether she could afford another semester at school. Maybe she could even do something fun, go on a trip. Ashley said, yes, sign me up. Before her procedure, doctors sent her hormone-filled syringes to inject herself with to help prepare her body. I felt nauseous. I wasn't throwing up yet, but I felt very sick. I was starting to feel pretty bloated and I felt very sore in my abdomen. The clinic flew Ashley from Washington to California. They even sent someone to pick her up from the airport. As soon as she walked into the clinic, she felt like a celebrity. They offered her coffee and tea. The staff was telling her what a good person she was for doing this, congratulating her on her high fertility count. Like, oh my God, you are the perfect candidate. And then they got down to business, told her what would happen next. They explained to her that people with uteruses ovulate once a month and usually ovulate just one egg. But the hormones she'd been injecting in her stomach would stimulate her ovaries to create multiple eggs. And then once it's time to actually retrieve them, the doctors would insert a thick needle through her vaginal tissues and then suction the eggs from her ovaries. They then explained the risks of the procedure. The short of it being, don't worry. I specifically remember them saying, no study has shown that there are any negative side effects from egg donation. I remember them saying there was one very, very, very rare complication called ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome. Basically, the same hormones that make the ovaries release eggs can also cause ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome, which means not only do the ovaries get swollen and painful, but you get all these other symptoms too. Things like intense bloating, difficulty breathing, abdominal pain. It's no joke. And in severe cases, you can experience life-threatening complications like blood clots or internal bleeding. 
Ashley took the doctor's word for it, though. Hyperstimulation is rare. She'd probably just have temporary cramps and nausea. I asked her if she had any hesitations or felt nervous, and I was surprised to hear her say, no, not at all, even when the side effects from the hormones eventually got worse. And so it, like, felt so surreal to me that I felt so bad, but I was injecting myself with more of the medicine that made it bad. By the last few days, I remember I could, like, barely walk. I had to walk very slow. And were you also thinking in the back of your mind, like, well, this is worth the money? Absolutely. I was absolutely counting on it. There was no way I was backing out once I was there. Yes, she was in pain, but the money she'd get from this retrieval felt monumental. A couple days of discomfort for long-term security. So on the day of the retrieval, Ashley walked from the hotel to the clinic. Then she was sedated. The goal was to retrieve 10 to 15 eggs. I woke up sore, but I don't remember it being horrible. Um, But I remember them saying, we are very worried that you're going to hyperstimulate. We got 33 eggs. It was more than we thought. 33? Yes. Were you surprised by that number? Yeah, I felt like a prodigy. I was, like, talked about like it was a very cool thing. The fact that Ashley was so young and just naturally fertile made her an ideal candidate for egg donation. After the procedure, Ashley got a check for $8,000. So it was in my account before school started in September. When you say that you got the check right away, I'm, I don't know why I'm imagining you like on the hospital bed and someone's like yes. literally handing you a check. Yes, that's what happened. That Wait, is... really? You're like in a daze and they just like hand you a check? Yes, yes. I remember because I remember thinking, God, I hope I don't lose this. The clinic sent her away with a tape measure, instructing her to measure around her abdomen to see if the swelling got worse, a sign of hyperstimulation. Because Ashley was already naturally fertile, the doctors worried that maybe the hormone dose prescribed was too high in her case, which can lead to hyperstimulation. I remember it it was so confusing going from being told, this is so rare, it never happens, to then, don't worry, don't worry about it. This happens all the time. It's going to get better soon. She flew back home to Washington, but the pain and the swelling weren't going away. Every day, my abdomen was bigger. Like, at one point, I couldn't see my toes. Like, I I looked significantly pregnant. The advice I kept getting was drink water, not just water, drink electrolytes. So I remember my friend would go to the store and buy me these huge containers of Gatorade, and I drank the whole thing. Like, I was I was consuming so much fluid, and I wasn't mm. peeing at all. Mm-hmm. It was all that fluid was just going into the third space of my abdominal cavity. And by the end, like, at the worst of it, I couldn't lay down, because when I laid down, I felt like I was drowning. Her friend eventually rushed her over to the emergency room, where doctors confirmed that fluid was now also in her chest which I didn't even realize was a thing that could happen. The doctors at the ER couldn't do much to help her. Nobody really knew what was happening. I do remember one of the nurses was a gay man, and he was, like, very nice to me and thanked me, like, thanks to you doing this, I might be able to have kids. They sent her home with pain medication. That night, Ashley had the best pee of her life, a sign that her body was finally recovering. With money in the bank, life got easier. You know, she could visit her family, she could buy textbooks without overdrafting her account. But remember, Ashley had signed on for two retrievals. She'd only done one. 
I figured after that first awful experience, there was a good chance Ashley wouldn't do it a second time. And the people in her life thought the same thing. But she was considering it. And there had been nice moments, too. When she was in San Francisco for her first donation procedure, she started noticing queer families out and about. And she'd think, I'm helping build those families. That's meaningful. But at the same time, her perspective on selling her eggs began to shift. I remember the language I kept using was like, why? I feel like egg donors should unionize. Like, what do you mean there's Mm. all this, like, physical labor that can go so horribly wrong? That was the first time it was, like, real to me, the power differential between me and the clinic. This realization forced Ashley to make a decision. Leave an industry that left her sick and feeling disempowered, or stick it out for another $8,000. And this is only the beginning of her story. I'm Rima Khreis, and what you just heard is an excerpt from the podcast I host called This is Uncomfortable. To hear the rest of Ashley's story, head over to our feed by searching This is Uncomfortable wherever you're listening to this podcast. I promise you, you'll want to hear it. Our new season just launched, and so we also have a bunch of other stories waiting for you. I really hope you'll check them out. 